0: Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to connect you with God so you can manifest God to your world. I tell you, we have had a tremendous time these last couple of months, Uh, especially these last few weeks. The miracles have just been exploding all over the place. Just in the last couple of weeks here at our church, just a regular Sunday morning service, we had a woman uh, that was freed from a wheelchair. She'd been coming to this church for several years. I never really knew what was wrong with her, Uh, but every time I saw her, she was either in a wheelchair or a motorized scooter, and Long story short, at the end of the service, I had a word of knowledge about someone's spine, the entire spine, and she had raised her hand and we laid hands on her, began to pray in the spirit and the Lord told me, tell her, stand up. So we told her to stand up. She got up out of that chair and within a matter of moments, we began to watch her her gait, her walk. uh, just become so much smoother. All the color began, began to come back to her feet. That was the first time in over two years that she had actually gone around and walked on her own. It was just awesome. The sec- I was walking with her in the second lap around the auditorium. She yells out to her daughter that was standing nearby. She said, I can walk, I can walk. And we just began to rejoice and praise God. Uh, we had another gentleman, him and his family drove all the way down from Michigan. He had had a stroke about 15 years ago and, uh, and it impaired him quite a bit in his walk. And we saw a marked improvement in his ability and his walking uh, he had messaged me a few days later after they had arrived home and he told me he had he was measuring and had about a 20% uh, increase in his flexion in his foot which he hadn't had before and it was, it was enabling him to walk so much better I'm telling you this stuff is so real uh, and it makes just Christianity fun it makes life fun you know people need to, to not just hear about God they need to experience him they need to have encounters you know, we should not only be preaching about the Father, we need to be manifesting the Father. Not just talking about Jesus, but helping people to experience Jesus so they learn to hear from Him and get their prayers answered and and help just to, to prove Him uh, to the unbelievers that are out there, uh, even amongst the church. Man, the church needs to wake up. And it's up to people like you and me to grab a hold of this stuff and just run after it with everything that we have. Uh, because if, if God's going to be manifest in this world and we're going to see the greatest revival uh, the world's ever seen, it's going to come from people like us just going after it, uh, just willing to walk off the plank with nothing under our feet, but just the word of God and the Holy Ghost and just taking the word for what it is and believing that what Jesus said we could do is possible uh, simply because we are one with him. And you know, that's the reason that we, we push and we hammer so hard our union with Christ is because that's what Jesus did. As we talked about all the time, and I've been saying it for years in that, if we're gonna do what Jesus did, we have to think like Jesus thought. There's just no way around it. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs, that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so we're, we're endeavoring to wake up the believer to who they really are in Christ, not just going at it from the surface level of I'm a new creation in Christ, but really grabbing a hold of this reality that Christ lives in me and he's, he's endeavoring to work through me. You know, God, he never works uh, in our lives independently of us. He's always working through us, uh, through our mind, our thoughts, uh, through our actions. Actually, it's one thing I want to talk to you about today is this word uh, incarnate. You know, we hear it a lot of times around Christmas, you know, God incarnate, uh, the incarnation of Christ. You know, that word incarnate, it's a fancy word really just simply means to embody or to represent human form. And we know that, you know, according to the word of God, Jesus, he was 100% God, but according to Philippians chapter 2, he laid aside everything that gave him an advantage in life. Uh, all, all of those those advantages of God, he put them aside, and he came and humbled himself and became a man and did life as a man. Uh, we see in Acts 10, 38, says that, uh, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, emphasizing you know, the, the manhood piece. We know that God doesn't need to be anointed, but a man sure does. Uh, so we, we see that this man side of, of Jesus. Actually, Jesus refers to himself in the Gospels as the Son of Man way more many times than he does as the Son of God. And so you know, it's important, just as a side note, anytime you see Jesus referring to himself as the Son of Man, those are things you need to key in on, uh, because he's talking about you and I. These are things that you and I can be doing. Really, the only times that I've seen that he refers to himself as a son of God is when he's talking about uh, things from the side of redemption, that only he could do as God. Uh, but all those things that all the miracles that he did, the people that were raised from the dead, the the healings and uh, the 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 financial miracles. I mean, all these things were done as the Son of Man, not as the Son of God. But all of this became possible because uh, God came in and got inside of a man, and that's what's so powerful in this is that you know the incarnation of Christ, that union uh, of Christ, provided the possibility of of Christ being one with me. You know that was Jesus's prayer. In John chapter 17, he he said, uh, John chapter 17 and verse uh, 21, Jesus prayed this. He said, Father, he said, I pray that they would all be one as you, Father, are in me. Now notice this. He said, Father, you're in me and I am in you. I pray that they would be one in us. And then in verse uh, 22, he says, in the glory that you gave me, I've given them that they would be one just as we are one. 23. I in them and you in me, that they would be made perfect in one. See, that was Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane before he went to, to uh, sacrifice himself on the cross. His prayer was the same uh, union that he had with the Father, that we would have that same union, that, that the God that lived on the inside of him and his human flesh would live on the inside of our human flesh in our spirit. And so... The incarnation of uh, this union, it, it literally puts me on par with God. Now, I'm not saying that I am God, and I'm not saying that we are equal uh, to God and that we can replace him, but because of the union, because of the incarnation, it makes us equal with him. Now, there's a difference between being equal to and equal with. Equal to means you can replace. Equal with means you can represent, and we are very much on the same level, uh, to be able to represent him because of our righteousness. We're in, in the same uh, right standing with him, his right standing, his righteousness. And, and because of that union, that position that we have, we can represent him and, and do it with absolute perfection. That's why Jesus said in John 14, 12, the same works that I do, you can do them also because I'm going to the Father. And the result to him going to the Father was that the Spirit of God was going to come and live on the inside of us, and so that the same Spirit that Jesus had would be the same Spirit that we would have. And so that way, uh, we could represent Him and do it beautifully, do it just like He would do. And so, but there's a reason. You see some connections here. Uh, you know, many of us have heard Luke chapter 1, verse 37, and Matthew chapter 19. It says, all things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. But then in Mark chapter 9 and in Matthew 17, it says, All things are possible to the believer. Now think about this. All things are possible with God, but all things are also possible to the believer. Well, we know all things are possible to God. I mean, He's God. God can do anything. But, like we said earlier, God is never going to do anything independently in your life, He's never going to do anything independently of you in your life and so it's one thing to believe that nothing is impossible to god it's another thing to believe that nothing is impossible to you well but because of our union with him we are a god man a god a god woman we are one with him and union with him uh in one sense now listen to me very carefully uh, in one sense you can say just as jesus was incarnate you and i are too why would we say that? Because just as God was on the inside of Jesus, just as God was uh, embodied, embodying Him and being represented in human form, so are you and I. We are His His child. We are His son. I'm not saying we're God, but we are His child, and we are to represent Him. We are in union with Him. We have His same righteousness. We have, you know, all of these wonderful things. We have His life and His nature on the inside of us so that not only can we have fellowship with him, but we can also uh, represent him. You know, we have these, uh, these understandings, you know, in an intellectual level, you know, of redemption, but you know, until we begin to understand how to put it in practice, you know, the, the theories and the facts and, and our intellectualism of these things is going to do us no good. Now, we don't need to know it just in our head, but we need to own it to the degree where it's simply just who I am. It's simply just who I am, and that I don't have to think about these things. And that's really where it comes down. To this whole issue of renewing our mind. Renew our mind is simply this: is that uh, as I think, I think just like God, and as I act, I act just like God. I'm not having to go to the Scripture and look and see how God would would respond in a certain situation. I just respond in a certain situation because that's how God would do it and i'm so in tune with him and i've changed my thinking so i think like him to such a degree that when i act like when i respond it's his response that's why jesus was able to say in in john 14 he said if you've seen me you've seen the father and we need to get to that point uh, through our fellowship and through the changing of the way that we think that we begin to, to respond in such a way we, we do it just like he would do without even having to necessarily go to him all the time uh, because we're so in tune with him. We're, we're just walking with him and talking with him and thinking like him all the time. Uh, let me give you some scriptures here. Uh, John chapter uh, 17, verse 23, we read you that where Jesus said, you know, um, I in them and you and me, that they would be uh, perfect in one, Acts 17, 28. You now, these are all these really good in Christ scriptures. Acts 17, 28, Paul says, in him that we live and we move and we have our being. John chapter 15 and verse five, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branch. We see union there. First um, John chapter four and verse four, many of us have heard that you are born of God. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Colossians 1, 27, this is the mystery of the ages, the mystery of the gospel, which is Christ in you. Galatians chapter two and verse uh, 20, it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. Colossians chapter two and verse 10, this is one of my favorites. It says that uh, Jesus Christ, he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete where? In him, in him. Uh, Let me read you a couple of these others. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter six. You don't hear this one uh, too much, but 2 Corinthians chapter six and uh, verse 16. It says, you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. You keep seeing these fabulous truths about God being in us, God being in us. Well, God got in Christ, why? So that he could get in us. See, Jesus, he was the spot, listen to this, he was the spotless descent of God into man, and yet he was also the sinless descent of man into God. The whole reason Jesus came was not just to get you to heaven. We've got to stop watering salvation down to just that. It was not just to get you to heaven. It was to unite you with God. It was to simply unite you with God. And yet one of the wonderful byproducts is that you get to go to heaven. It was God in Christ. You know, that was the incarnation. But then after I get born again, it's God in me, which is an incarnation. God in Christ and then God in me. See, it was God in Christ reconciling the world into himself. But then once God gets in me, he's given me the ministry of reconciliation, of reconciling the world unto him. Do you see this wonderful piece here? It's about Christ in you. We can't talk about this enough. We can't think about it enough. I mean, in my clothes is a man in whom God dwells. That was a statement that John G. Lake used to make. And it's one of the things I think about all the time. You ought to look in the mirror and point to yourself in the mirror and say, in those clothes is a man, in those clothes is a woman in whom God dwells. And because God dwells in me, I've got the life of God in me. I've got a spirit in me. I've got his nature in me. I am his body. These are his hands and these are his feet. This is the mouthpiece of Christ. And as we begin to think like that and talk like that, Friends, I'm telling you that the miracles that we think are so abnormal on this earth will start to become normal in our life. See, miracles are simply God just doing what's normal in heaven. Well, but that's why Paul told us in Colossians chapter 3, 1 through 3, set your mind on the realities of heaven, where Christ is. If you've died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And so God wants these miracles to be normal in our life. It's just miracles. All it is is just what's normal in heaven. But because of the incarnation, because of Christ being in us, now we can start doing what's normal. See, what God wanted to do in the very beginning was he wanted to get back into you. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden, that he got into man. And yet, because Adam sinned, he lost that for us. But yet Jesus, the the last Adam, came to restore us back to that position of union with the father and so God's plan uh, because of the incarnation of Christ was to get back into you and he wanted to get into you so that you could turn around and go and act normal now it's not going to be the normal of the world but it's going to be the normal of heaven he wants to get in you so you can act normal so you can act like him you can act like heaven so we can make what's abnormal on this earth to become normal according to the kingdom of God. Well, friends, that's our time for today. I hope that helped you uh, some. I'd ask you, if you would, please be praying for us uh, here in a couple weeks. We're going to be heading to Nairobi, Kenya. We'll be leaving on May 20th and coming back uh, the first week of June. Uh, we've got some great friends over there, Catherine and Vidar Lagarde. They're the head of Rayma Kenya. And they've got man, they're doing a mighty work over there. They've been over there quite a while. Uh, I think about seven or eight campuses in Kenya, but they have their East Africa Faith Conference, which is held in the capital there in Nairobi. And I had the privilege of speaking there last year, and uh, this year I'll be there uh, with uh, Mark Hankins and Philip Slaughter, uh, Tope's. He's the head of RAMA Nigeria, and we're just going to have a wonderful time. Last year we had several uh, blind and deaf healed, and lots of other miracles, and we're expecting even greater things this year. So please be praying for us for safety uh, in our travels and, and boldness just to preach the word and just for, uh, man, many, many, many mighty miracles to happen in that place and just shake that nation. So uh, we're excited about that. Um, also, I wanted to let you know we have a trip we're planning to Cusco, Peru, uh, Labor Day weekend, and we're taking a group. And if you'd like to go, Uh, We'd love to have you join us. It's going to be to Cusco, uh, Peru. We're going to be leaving the the last uh, day of August, I believe. And we'll be coming back uh, around September uh, 6th, I believe, September 6th or 7th. We're going to be going to to Cusco, and we're going to be doing some street ministry down there in the city. And we're going to be having a healing crusade one night, uh, ministering in the church church services on Sunday. And then we're going to go see the, the awesome Machu Picchu. Uh, on that Monday. Uh, the cost is around uh, $1,500. Uh, most of our people are going to be flying out of Memphis and so I know that the, uh, the prices for that flying out of Memphis is around $1,300 right now uh, for the flights. and This can be around $200 for the lodging and food. Uh, to go to Machu Picchu is actually extra. Uh, it's $300 to go to Machu Picchu and that covers uh, bus, two bus uh, trips, and a plane, uh, sorry, a train trip, uh, entrance to Machu Picchu and the tour guides and stuff. So anyway, if you're interested in going to that, uh, please go to our church's website. It's awaken.tv, awaken.tv. And then if you wanna uh, go see the mission stuff, it's awaken.tv backslash missions. And you can go to that page. You get more information about the trip. And if you're interested in going, you can fill out the form we will get in touch with you. Uh, We've got several going from our church and several coming from uh, other states to join us. It's going to be a great time of ministry. And again, we're going to see lots of miracles. And if you'd like to go, we'd love to have you come with us. It's going to be a great time. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll see you next month. Bye-bye.